Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, August 1st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I'm here until 6 o'clock. And we take your phone calls and texts. Usually, we get the phone calls in when I have someone to take those phone calls. But since I don't, it's just me. I have another way for you to talk to me, and that is the text line. And you can do that right now. It's open. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Don't worry. Don't worry. Phone calls are coming back. You know we got football season coming up in a month. Football season's coming back. Marshall's coming back. That means we've got a post-game show that we'll do. Taking your phone calls. Should be a fun one. I think Marshall will obviously win the opener. No pressure, right? Marshall's going to win the opener. It'll be an easy. It's going to be an easy phone-in show for me, because I know how you guys are. Marshall wins big. I won't hear a word from you. The herd loses. We talk all night long. But you can change that. You can change the tone of it all. You can hop in now. And again, that number three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six. 8255. We're going to hear a little bit from Coach Huff. I was over at Marshall earlier today, and I had a chance to sit in and listen in to Coach's comments on the upcoming season. We'll hear a lot of that this week. And, of course, got a chance to hear from the coordinators as well. So a lot of a lot of good things happening at Marshall today. And Speaking of good things happening at Marshall, today as we were over there, the announcement came out that at least at this moment there are going to be two Marshall players that people are going to be keeping an eye on because Owen Porter and Micah Abraham, named to the Bronco Nagurski Trophy watch list, the best defensive football player in the country, And Porter and Abraham are on the list, as they should be. Why is Owen Porter there? Well, you know, 60 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, nine quarterback hurries, had two forced fumbles. You know, that's that's not terrible at all. And, of course, was a 2023 preseason all Sun Belt first team selection. Micah Abraham... 36 tackles, 10 pass breakups, 6 interceptions. That was tied for 3rd in FBS. He is also a preseason All-Sun Belt first team selection. And Phil Steele, his publication, preseason All-American fourth team cornerback. That's pretty big. To get Phil's attention, you've done something. So both of them are will be considered for the Bronco Nagurski Trophy watch list. And you got to do well to stay on it because players can be added or removed throughout the season. you got to definitely keep your spot. 
you're on it now. You got to make sure you're doing things to keep your spot. So that's a pretty big deal. And Coach Huff talked a little bit about not these words, these specific awards, but Coach talked about all of the things that are happening, all of the national recognition that the Thundering Herd is receiving. Nationally, we've been recognized. Some of our players have been recognized for some unbelievable preseason awards. Um, I think that is phenomenal. I think that speaks not only to um, their commitment to um, excellence and improving and their competitive spirit, but it speaks to Marshall um, overall. For years and years and years, we've always found a way to make sure that the nation recognizes what we do here. Um, I think that started long before I got here um, and will continue while I'm here. Um, So we've had um, three or four players in the top 100. We got some players on some national lists. Ultimately, those things are great, um, but the work doesn't change. Ultimately, that says that we're having a lot of team success. There's not a lot of those players on lists from teams that are not performing well. Um, so I tell the team when one of these guys gets recognized, it's the entire team. Um, now, preseason lists are always different from postseason lists, and you don't get any points, credit, tackles, or whatever it is. But I do think in today's world where self-gratification um, is at a premium, it is always good for these guys to get recognized for the work that they do. Coach even gave the media a little bit of credit as well, some of the stuff that we do as far as telling the story, getting the word out, bringing to the forefront some of the successes that the players are having. So Coach Huff, very gracious to us as well as we spoke to him earlier today. We're going to hear more from Coach later on. We'll get into some of the things that uh, was on his mind as camp's about ready to begin. It's like Christmas for him. So we'll get into that with him. And, of course, we'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got baseball action coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Pirates and the Tigers open up a series tonight in Pittsburgh. 705, going to be first pitch. We go on the air at 640, and you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Reds beat the Cubs 6-5. So game two of the series, back at it tonight. 805, first pitch. That's at Wrigley. Astros beat the Guardians 7-3. Game two of that series. 810, first pitch at Minute Maid Park. And then the Charleston Dirty Birds opening up a series at Lancaster tonight at 6.30. Wednesday, we'll be speaking with Eden Douglas from the Charleston Dirty Birds. So looking forward to catching up with her. And, of course, we're just two days away from the NFL Hall of Fame game. That's going to be in Canton. The Browns take it on the Jets. That is set for 8 o'clock on Thursday. I know you're excited about that. That means football, right? Absolutely means football, but it's preseason. But it's football. But it's preseason. I have that argument all the time with several in the office. There's like a dividing line between, hey, football's back. Yeah, but it's preseason. But football's back. Still, preseason. Where would you fall on that list? Yeah, I'm ready for it, or, yeah, you know, it's preseason. It doesn't mean anything. Exhibition. It's practice. 
304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm sort of in the middle. Because, yes, it is football. It's back, but it is practice. And if you're more of a pro football fan, you get to see your guys for maybe a, a moment, and then they go off to the bench. If you're like me, you don't even get to see your quarterback for the Bengals because Burrow's not playing anytime soon. So, what's the point, right? What's the point without the quarterback? Is it the same? Is it the same? You're, you're sort of looking at, okay, here's what it would look like without the starter. And in pro, it's a little different than college. In college, you're hoping that someone merges as the starter or can the backups challenge the starter. It's not as set as it is in the NFL because you're hoping that you've got some competition in that quarterback room. In the pros, you're paying the quarterback a lot of money. You're hoping the backup can come in and do the job as needed, but you're hoping that your quarterback stays healthy and is on the field making plays. A little bit different in the NFL than college. Quarterback competition, always fun in college, unless you're the head coach. Um, I don't know. I think it varies coach to coach. We'll hear more about that. By the way, coach did address quarterback situation today. So we'll get into that. We'll hear it straight from his mouth. We'll also get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So that's our number. You want to be a part of the program. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. we got football season coming up real soon. We're in August. That means it begins. It's like Christmas for Coach Huff. We'll talk about his Christmas Day when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with this Tuesday edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Had a chance to head over to Marshall earlier today. It was fun. Getting back into that routine. We were in the multi-purpose room and had a chance to talk to Coach Up and a few others going to hear from them later this week, but we're going to focus a little bit more on Coach Huff's comments today, and we'll hear from you as well as we focus on his comments. Our text line is open, 304-396-8255. That's 304-396-TALK. It is a toll-free text line. You don't have to worry about any charges other than your normal texting and data charges so it's completely free to text in to the program so as i mentioned coach off it's like christmas right head coach getting to open it up first day camp all that good stuff he gets to see what he he has and starts playing with the toys you know christmas day you know the feelings when you get to open up your presents and that's how he coach off describe the start of camp it's like christmas or at least for coaches this is coaches christmas day to me this is like christmas day uh, for football coaches um, because what you get to see when these young men enter the room on the first day of camp um, is what is pure about college football our game has taken a change Um, our game is changing landscapes between nil 
conference realignment, um, transfer portal, all the things that are going on in our in our game. Um, at the core of it is still young men who love playing the game of football. And that's pretty true. Day one, you get a lot of kids that are out there, and some of them together for the first time. Others have been through it with Coach Huff and been through it with Marshall. So there's that joy, that excitement, that anticipation that, hey, we're finally getting ready to play some football games. And, of course, we're still in the camp phase before we're actually in the game prep. But you've got these young men coming together. Time to get ready for the upcoming season. And Coach talked a little bit about what you get to see on day one of camp. Uh, for a lot of these guys that started at five years old and there was no transfer portal, there was no NIL, it was just let me go to the park or let me go in the backyard and play with my friends. And that's what you get to see on day one. There's no stats. There's no losses. There's no missed tackles. There's no catches, touchdowns. There's no why am I not the starter? When am I going to play? It's just pure excitement. Um, and I think what we've got to do as an organization is we've got to bottle that excitement and combine it with the focus to improve. Um, over these next 29 or 30 days, whatever it may be, we've got to find a way for every person, every unit, every department in this organization to improve. So what kind of improvement do you think is expected from this team? Talking to Coach, listening to him, he likes to compare it to stories sometimes. Or at least he likes analogies and he likes comparisons. So he talked a little bit about what kind of level of progress he's expecting, he hopes to see. And it might surprise you how his thought process is. He's not looking for leaps and bounds. He's not looking for if you had 20 touchdowns, now you should have 40. That's not the kind of improvement he's looking for. He's looking for at least being better than you were. Every day, trying to be better than you were. And he compared it to how great NBA players like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant would get ready for a game, get ready for a season. Um, hopefully we make grand strides. Some part, Some areas, some players are going to make minimal strides. I always go back to when Kobe Bryant and LeBron James go into the offseason, they're not looking to go in and improve their shooting percentage by 80%. Um, LeBron James is trying to find a way to play one more minute a game, two more minutes a game. Kobe's trying to find a way to you know improve his game you know, just a little bit. Um, so minor improvement can be great for some. And then obviously we've got younger guys who, who, are, who are just stepping on the field for the first time, and, and they're going to be trying to make um, great strides. So. Great strides. Play one more minute. Not, hey, I have to shoot 80% better. Realistic goals, but always trying to move forward. And speaking of new players on the field, there's going to be, at current count, 40 new players for the Thundering Herd. 40. 4-0. I'm excited. We got 40 new players. 
Um, 25 of them via the transfer portal. Some of them were here this spring. A lot of them were not. Um, five junior college players, which has become a little bit of the um, unspoken you know, recruiting tool now that the transfer portal has come along. Marshall has made a lot of success over the years in the junior college ranks. Um, obviously, with the way things have changed now, not only with transfer portal, but with high school uh, requirements, that's a little bit um, less effective now, but, but we still use it where needed. And then we got 10 high school players. Um, those numbers can change every year. I'm going to be honest. Uh, the formula we have is win. So if I got to bring in 50 transfer portal guys to win, we're going to do it. We got to bring in 24 high school guys um, to win. We're going to do it. Um, we are still actively recruiting the high schools, but ultimately it's about filling the holes that are created on your roster and in your team. We've had these conversations before, and this isn't a Coach Huff thing. This is a transfer portal thing. Coach Huff is just using the tools that are before him. He is reacting to the tools, the situation. You're going to bring in a lot more kids, if need be, from the transfer portal. You're not necessarily going to bring in a lot of kids from the high school level. Why is that? Why do you do that? Well, if you have needs, you go where you can find the best player to fill that need. Is it going to be from the high school ranks? It might be. It might be a kid that's in the transfer portal that can address an immediate need that you have, that you bring that player in from the transfer portal, that player is going to make your team better. And that's not going away. And there's not going to be a set number. There's not going to be, okay, we have to hit this kind of level of recruitment for high school. we got to have this number. These are the numbers we've got to hit for transfer portal. These are the numbers we've got to hit for high school. It's completely a different world out there now. And is that hurting high school opportunities? Yeah, it is. At the Division I level, yeah, it definitely is. Because, one, you got to be sure if you bring some high school players into your team, you bring them in, and you're hoping that they're going to bring you something. And it's a little bit different now. You bring a kid in, used to be, You brought someone in, for the most part, that's your player until graduation. Not the case anymore. Not locked in. So you bring players in that can fill the void, fill a need, make you better, and that number is going to fluctuate. And so 40 new players is what Coach said. 40 new players. Keep that number in mind. He said it could go to 50. Because players are going to stay, players are going to leave into the transfer portal, players are going to graduate. you got to fill needs. But can you imagine that we might one day have a roster that will consist of 50 or more new players from the previous year? And that number's not even wild. It's not even crazy to talk about that. And that's just the reality, and he outlined it perfectly. That's the reality of every coach. You bring players in that can fill the need, that can fill the void, that can make you better. And where do you get those players? Anywhere you can, including high school if need be, transfer portal, junior college. Used to be, okay, we need to bring some players in to fill some immediate needs, and we go to the JUCO route, junior college player. Not anymore, not necessarily the route because there are a lot of players that are going to be available in the transfer portal. There are a lot of players that maybe come in to Marshall, not like the situation, they're going to leave. you got to fill those players' spot. So 40 players 
that's an interesting development that we probably didn't see a few years ago. So now we get to camp. What's camp going to be like? We'll find out on the other side of the break. And your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Football season's back, right? Camp! That signals the start of it all. And we'll talk more about it when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open. It's 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. Glad to be with you for this ride home. And, of course, for those of you that maybe listen to us on demand, thank you as well. And don't forget, if you're looking for the podcast, the best way to get it is going to our website, wrvc.com. we got the player there, and you can find all the places that you can subscribe, including Apple Podcasts. So the best place to find it, if your podcast service isn't updating or doesn't have it, we've got the episodes posted. Always go to wrvc.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. I post the episodes there as well. And on Twitter or X, are we really calling it X? I know the app says X. I know the logo says X. I know Elon Musk says it's X. Are we calling Twitter X? Whatever we're calling it. I'm there. I'm on Twitter. I'm on X. At Paul Swan. I post the episodes there as well. We've been listening to Coach Huff's comments from earlier today. Preseason camp presser to get us all excited about the upcoming football season for the Thundering Herd. And we've been talking a little bit about what you get to see from camp, the excitement of these players. It's like Christmas, really, for coaches and the type of progress you hope to see now that camp is about to get underway. And the fact that you've got 40 new players 40 new players. That's not even a big number. That's not insane to hear that. That number might be bigger next year, depending on what the needs of Marshall football might be. But trying to put it all together, what are the camp objectives? Here they are, according to Coach Huff. Um, The coach's goal is to evaluate. Player's goal is to improve. Uh, we don't play a game tomorrow unless they tell us something's changed. Um, we play a game in 30 days. So what we've got to do is improve over those 30 days. The coach has got to evaluate over those 30 days. Um, every day is not going to be the same. Every player is not going to have the same amount of ups and downs. Um, but coaches, we've got to step back and evaluate everything, the way they walk on the field, the way they sit in the meetings, the way they learn, the way they perform, the consistency. Uh, players got to come out every single day with the right attitude, understanding that ultimately – what they've got to do is improve and, and display an elite level of consistency um, in their execution. That's what we've got to be able to do. Got to improve. Got to walk out on the field the correct way. Sounds a little regimented, but knowing Coach Huff for these past couple of seasons, he's big on the routine, he's big on consistency, and so that means if you got to walk on the field with your right foot first, then your left foot, I don't know what his methodology is. But if that's the methodology, right foot first, then the left foot, 
You do it. Right foot, left foot. Right foot, left foot. Not left, right, left, right. You do right, left, right, left. However, you got to get it done to be consistent and to improve. Those are some of the things that coaches are trying to install into this team and still into their their way of going about their business. So those are some of the objectives. Got to get better. Got to get out on the field and get better. Speaking of getting better, quarterback situation. Coach Huff took it head on. As of today, right now, if Marshall is going to play a game, Coach Huff knows right now, at this very moment, who his quarterback is going to be. I'll go ahead and address it. If we play today, Cam Fancher would be our starting quarterback. Um, over the next 30 days, Cam is going to have to continue to improve. If he does not, he will not be the starting quarterback. It's just that simple. Um, Cam is the only player in the quarterback room right now with actual Marshall game experience. Um, I understand there's a lot of potential in the room. I'm excited about the potential and the youth in the room. But at the end of the day, there's only been one guy that's actually played Sun Belt Conference meaningful football. Hopefully, over the next 30 days, the rest of the guys in the room can make the steps needed um, to be ready when that time is right. That is not a, um, I, I don't believe in quarterback controversy. I believe if a coach stands up and say, we don't know who the quarterback is at this point, he's either deceiving you guys or he honestly does not have a quarterback, which is not good. Coach Huff just busting other coaches. You hear that at the end? Just busting guys. Either they're trying to deceive you or the quarterback situation is in trouble. It's basically what he said. So the next time you watch a presser and there's a quarterback situation where the coach doesn't know, he's either trying to keep that to himself, I don't want to share that, or he doesn't have a quarterback. You know the old saying as well, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Coach Huff just busting other coaches on that. So he addresses the quarterback situation head on. And it doesn't sound like there's a situation where Cam Fancher doesn't know the deal. Coach even stressed that, that Cam knows what's up. Cam knows. If he doesn't come out and perform the way he needs to perform, he won't play. Um, I think you look back last year. Um, we started Henry Columbia. Henry Columbia had the most game experience, and I thought at the time, the beginning of this season, Henry gave the team the best chance to win. Um, I don't know if Cam Fancher, if we'd have played Cam because you know we just felt like playing Cam, I don't know if we go and do what we did in South Bend. Um, I do think when it was Cam's time, when he was ready, you watched how we managed him, we got him in games, we gave him the experience, Ultimately, he continued to improve, and obviously when he came in, he was ready. That is the plan we will always go with. Obviously, injury and things outside of our control may navigate that, but that is our plan. I hope to get to the end of fall camp and have four guys that we've got to decide who's ready to play. Um, I've never been a part in my 20-plus years of coaching of any team where the starter started game one and played the entire season. Coach Huff on the quarterback situation, really not a quarterback situation, sort of a outlining of how it is, not 
what we're trying to deal with and what we're trying to come up with. He knows what it is. Right now, it's Cam Fancher. Tomorrow, it might be Cam Fancher. It could be Cam Fancher all the way through. That's going to be up to Cam. It sounds like it's his job to lose, but he doesn't have a lock on it. He can't just walk out there on the starter. He's going to have to go out there and prove that he deserves to be the starter. Coach broke down a little bit offensively, defensively, receivers. He talked a little bit about some of those positions. We'll start with Coach's thoughts on the defense. Defensively, um, statistically, last year was phenomenal. Um, I don't know if we will statistically recreate that, but I do think we have the opportunity to be a better defense. Now, you may look at the stats and you may say, well, last year you were ranked this, this year you ranked that. A lot of that's out of our control. If another team out there has a better third down percentage than we do, that does not mean we had a bad third down percentage. Um, So when I say that, meaning we may not statistically look the same as we did last year, I think we can have the same effect on opponents and games um, defensively if we did last year. I think you're going to have some solid, solid returns on defense. And let's be honest, Owen Porter is on your team. Micah Abraham is on your team. I'm good. There are a lot of other guys that get it done as well, but I got Owen Porter and Micah Abraham. I'm good. I like my chances. I like their leadership. I like what they do on the on the field. And honestly, I think that the defensive side of the ball is going to be just fine. But the question is, what's this team going to look like offensively? There are questions. We have answers. Offensively? Um... Last year's group was different than we anticipated. Obviously, we had an injury that catastrophically changed our approach to coaching the game, playing the game, managing the game. Um, This year, we are anticipating having full uh, bore of all of our explosive players um, be a part of our our program, um, our team, offensively. Um, I think that helps the quarterback, whoever that is. Um, I can go play quarterback. And if the players around me play better, you guys will all write that Coach Huff should be playing quarterback. If I go play quarterback and the players around me don't improve, you guys will be booing me. Um, so I think a lot of the quarterback position is predicated on those around him, whoever that is. Um, I feel really good to have Rasheen Ali back. Um, obviously, that's a huge piece of explosion that we didn't have last year, so it changed some of the things that we did. Um, I think he affects the run and the pass. Um, You're able to throw the ball more when you have the threat of a strong, dominant runner. Um, You're able to run the ball more when you have him in the backfield. So that's going to help along with the other running backs that we have. The running game sounds like it's in a good spot. Obviously, Coach is a – I'm not saying he's a running back whisperer, but he's pretty good when it comes to running backs. You can tell – He's got some experience coaching that position. He's got some experience with running backs. He's not too shabby, is he? How are we on the receiving core? That's another question Coach Huff addresses. Receiver-wise, I think we have um, created a lot more explosion and flexibility at the position. Um, We lost some players last year, um, some to injury, some to to graduation moving forward. But I think we've replaced them with a lot of really good, talented players that have experience. Um, So that's going to be huge. And then obviously with special teams, anytime you're improving your roster um, holistically, it's going to affect special teams. We have a lot of players 
in the defense back end and at the linebacker position that are going to be phenomenal for us. The other hidden gem in there is we didn't have a lot of wide receivers last year who could play special teams. This year we do. Same thing at the running back position. When we lost some guys, the other running backs weren't able to take on a load on special teams because they had a little bit more attention in the running back room. And I think where we are now, that's going to create a lot of flexibility. Coach Huff addressing the media. We'll hear more from him throughout the week. We'll hear from some of the coordinators as well. We've got time for your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That, our text line, to be a part of today's edition of The Drive, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to our website. You want to get that podcast, go to WRVC.com. You can also, while you're there, you can get the app. You can get it for your iPhone. You can get it for your Android. We've got the link right there. We make it easy for you. So if you want to go to the link, on your phone, just type in WRVC.com, and we've got the icons there for you. And you can download the app, or you can go to the website, do it the old-fashioned way. However it works for you, you can listen to the station live when we stream. You can get the podcast on the website. You can get the app where you can get the podcast. It's part of the menu. So if you just want to listen to the radio station on your phone, and then you want to listen to the podcast, you can stay in the same app when it's posted and available. It's all right there, and the best way to start is go to WRVC.com, and you can get that streaming app today or just listen to the radio station from the desktop. Either way, it all works. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. From our text line, Texter's asking about a few things it reads hey paul your guest who was on a few weeks ago from cincinnati and that's jason williams from the cincinnati Inquirer, mentioned the press box helmet and a few other things around the stadium that look dated or just look like they need cleaned up or painted any idea if anything like that will be done before the season you can really see the difference where the new boxes were added versus the original I like the Erector set, by the way. Also, do you think they would take the banners down for Virginia Tech if enough tickets were sold? Well, let's unpack some of this. First of all, I think what you're going to see, and Coach Huff addressed this in some of his comments. We don't have that specific cut today, but he did address this. He talked about the fact that, hey, things are going to be improving. And you're not going to see necessarily the Taj Mahals anymore because you've got an NIL race. I still think you're going to see a lot of investment in facilities and the baseball parks getting built. Coach brought that up. It's real. Things are improving. you got the scoreboard. That's coming up. That's improving. And he mentioned, yes, the bathrooms. That's going to be addressed. I guess you got to go in order of how you can get things done. The bathrooms do need fixed. That's one of the things right there, the trough. He did indicate that he didn't think he's going to be gold-plated porcelain. I, I say, why not? Why not? Make it gold-plated or make it, make it Kelly Green. Just make, make it Kelly Green. 
He can do that. But to get to some of the things that are happening, I think we're going to see progress in in waves. Because right now the scoreboard is going to be a big thing. I'm sure we'll see some new signage, new banners as those get sold. Those are ad positions right now. I know eventually the end zone section is going to be a completely different experience. So that's coming up. I don't know what it takes to maybe pressure wash around the stadium, what the schedule is on that. I'm sure that those conversations are being had. Yeah, These are normal maintenance items that probably need to be addressed. And if already they're being addressed, I'm just not privy to those meetings and those details. But I think these are things that are going to have to be addressed, if not already. I mean, sure, you want to make sure that you keep what you have in the best condition possible. And at the same time, as Coach Huff talked about with us, you know, you want to make sure the fan experience is is there. How do you improve the fan experience? Well, you make sure that your venue is fan-friendly, that you have amenities that are fan-friendly. I've talked about this before, to be honest with you. And Coach Huff talked about this as well today I don't think you're trying to have an arms race as far as how many people you can put into your stadium. I think the arms race is going to be what kind of experience can you give the fans? And, of course, the stadium itself always can use a refresh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the helmet on the press box. It, it, it seems dated. I get that. I don't know if you could do something with the facade of the press box, maybe try to come up with a re surfacing of it, do something to kind of enhance it. You know, maybe those plans are in the works. I know there are lists of priorities. I'll say this. When I was at Wake Forest a few minute, weeks ago, it feels like a few minutes ago, but when I was there a few weeks ago, I like how they went about their facilities. And they explained it to us when we were on the tour that it has to adhere to a certain style. It's got to it's got to be a certain brick. It's got to match campus. It's got to be something that and they're they're it's the brand. It's got to be the brand. They protect the brand. Now, we're talking Wake Forest compared to Marshall. The money is a little different there. But I would like to see the brand eventually on these facilities. What is the brand? How can you make the facilities modern but blend in, have all the amenities? Paint always works. I mean, they got the new turf. They're getting the scoreboard. And I don't know if they're going to take those banners down. I don't think they would because, again, you're increasing demand. If you open up seating and then take it back away, I don't know if that's going to serve their purpose Honestly, I'd like to see them. Maybe this is a pipe dream of mine. I'd like to see the entire stadium chair back. I know there's some value having a certain section chair back opposed to not having certain sections chair back. i like to see the entire stadium. And it's going to reduce capacity, but I'd like to see chair backs on every bleacher. Not temporary. Re-chair back the entire stadium. Do some things like that. I mean, there's some interesting things we could possibly do. I've got my wish list. They've got a plan. They've got to deal with the money and the reality. 
I can still throw things out there that I want, and maybe some of that stuff will get done. Who knows? That's a great question. We'll address it a little bit more tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.